Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets, high-performance gas ranges, or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit the Ferguson Showroom on Powell Avenue in Nashville and discover the controlled convenience of Jet Air's connected wall oven. Innovative, intuitive, and in the palm of your hand. Reinvent your kitchen with Jet Air and find it at Ferguson. One of our favorite guests from last year was Oliver Luck. And when we had the opportunity to get the, the XFL CEO and commissioner on to this year, we said absolutely. And just like last year, he's prompt and, and on time. Oliver, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Nice to be great, with you all. Great thank to you. chat with you. Uh, we, we enjoy just talking ball off the off the air. You're discussing Ryan Tannehill with us, among others. And you keeping, you're keeping tabs on all things NFL, not just XFL. You're just a fan of the game, and you saw what the Titans did. Oh, I, I, I love the game, number one. I love what the Titans did. I still have got to, you know, and, and I can now express this more easily now that my son's <laughs> retired. I've Out of the division. got a natural sort of inclination to root for the Titans, given my Oiler background. But I, I loved to see what Coach Vrabel did and the way they built that, that, that particularly that offense. I'm an offensive guy. as an old quarterback. And, you know, the way Henry was running, the way the line was blocking, I love it when guys can throw 15 passes in an NFL game, complete 12 for 210 yards and two touches. That's great, right? That's that's what most quarterbacks absolutely love, and and it's just refreshing to see that, particularly in this era when guys are throwing it all over the field. Oliver Luck, our guest, of course, the the father of Andrew Luck. We were shocked whenever the news came out that he was retiring. How how long had he discussed that? Well, he yeah, we we got four kids, and our family's pretty tight and you know andrew is not a social media kind of guy so he keeps his uh, circle of, of influencers very very small uh but, you know i was aware my wife and i were aware that uh, sort of you know in that year five when when he started to really get frustrated with the the cycle of injury rehab injury rehab and it started to suck the the joy out of playing so uh the the timing was a little bit of a surprise but sort of the overall decision wasn't i, I think Every player has got an alarm clock, and sometimes that alarm goes off early. Sometimes it goes off late. I got to say, and I say this about any player, not just my kid, I admire guys who leave on their own terms. You know, Luke Keekley, that was a model of leaving on your own terms. And, you know, nowadays you get that second contract, you sock the money in the bank, and you're pretty well set. I don't worry about him. I worry about my, some of my other kids, but not him. Uh, but I, I, I do admire guys who can leave on their own terms. How did a year away treat him? He, he did well being invisible. We knew he would. Um, what was a year away like in the first, the first year of his post-football life? Well, I, he's enjoying it. He's, he's happy. He's, he had his first, uh, first baby, uh, Lucy Luck. Uh, two and a half Chad, months ago. I have a five-month-old named Lucy. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. So uh, he, he's in good shape. Uh, he and his wife are you know, Stanford grads. She's got an MBA from uh, Indiana University as well. So they're trying to figure out what they do with the rest of their life. I mean, they're 30 years old. Uh, again, I don't, I don't worry about him at all. He's in, in great shape. He has been a little bit of a sounding board for me on some XFL issues. I mean, he knows guys like Landry Jones and Matt McCoyne and a lot of the players, uh, particularly quarterbacks that we signed. So uh, he's been helpful to me as a, you know, sort of as an unofficial advisor. I'm glad you brought up the, the quarterbacks for the XFL because we've discussed, you know, the, the various leagues that have been put together recently, and, and the fans will, will gravitate towards the quarterbacks, right? So has that been a focal point for in your meetings and in, in your planning, which, by the way, the XFL begins February 8th, um, 
the, 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 the emphasis on the quarterbacks. You mentioned some recognizable names. I think that matters to get this league yeah, going. So my theory really of starting this job a year and a half ago was that the quality of the quarterbacks in our league will determine the quality of the overall play. Right? I agree. It's not, it's not a great insight. I think most of us would agree with that. So, uh, you know, I said to Vince, we need to go out and spend some additional dollars, to be very candid, and go out and sign the best possible quarterbacks we can. If that means a Landry Jones off of a practice squad or, in his case, off an active roster, uh, you know, Matt McGloin, who had been out of football for about a half a season, but we worked him out and throwing the ball like it was no tomorrow, looked, looked great. Uh, Cardale Jones, a guy I've always admired. And I said, Cardale, we'll sign you. I hope you can, you know, reclaim that magic of that Ohio State run, you know, back sure. in the national championship days. So uh, we think we've got not just one good quarterback at these rods, but, but two. So, you know, down in Houston, June Jones, run and shoot. June's got Connor Cook, former Michigan State player, bounced around the league, was with the Raiders, I think, most recently, and Phillip Walker who had been on the Colts practice squad. In fact, Andrew said, hey, Dad, if you can get Phillip, he's a real deal. He was sort of recruiting him for me because they're they're fairly close, former Temple quarterbacks. So those guys are fighting for a spot. I think two quarterbacks, capable quarterbacks that we're, we're spending more money on who really can kind of egg on each other is, is the way to go because the quality of quarterback play is so critical, particularly when you have June Jones and Hal Mummy Collin plays and Norm Chow and Mike Riley up in Seattle. These are all guys that uh, you know I'd love to play for as a quarterback, uh, but if we can have two of them, I think we're going to be in great shape. You're in charge of the football side of things, um, the business side, handled by someone else, also Vince McMahon, obviously. How much does the Vince McMahon stamp on things help in terms of the business and his knowledge of how to make things work from a marketing perspective, from a business perspective? Well, I would say his stamp has been uh, incredible in terms of, of, of our broadcast relationship. So, you know, we're, we're blessed to have Fox and Disney, of course, with ABC and ESPN involved with us. All 43 of our games, regular season, three uh, postseason games, all 43 games will be on national television. There's never been a league that started sports. And does that happen without Vince McMahon? No, probably not. Does because Vince is obviously tied in with Fox, with uh, you know Raw, and has long relationships with with Disney folks. So that was a great help to us. And he's also very involved, and his folks are very involved with helping us with our narrative and our marketing and our sales and, and, and all the, the, the business side of things. So a lot to do. But the best thing about this is that, that he understands this is going to take more than one year, right? This is not sort of a one and, and, and done, to use a college basketball phrase, that you know, we're building for the long term. That's what attracted me you know, to the league. And you know, I, think it, I think we're going to need two or three years to really build these, you know, build these brands. Some markets will, will take off like a rocket. Others might lag a little behind. But that's, that's to be expected. Oliver Luck is the commissioner and CEO of the XFL. You have a lengthy history of running different organizations, uh, teams, leagues. Uh, how have you uh, – uh, is there any different way you've approached the XFL versus MLS or other things you've been involved with? Uh, there really isn't. Okay. You know, I've been fortunate enough to be involved with NFL Europe, and you know when we launched and, and you know ran that league for ten years for for the National Football League. You know MLS, we had the old San Jose Earthquake moved down to Houston, became the Houston Dynamo. Had about a month and a half uh, to get that launched. And congratulations, by the way, on the MLS franchise. And We're Nashville. excited about it. People will people will love it. As, you know, MLS is on a very nice positive trajectory. Don Garber, the commissioner, was my old boss at the NFL, if you can believe that. Okay. So, um, yeah, you know, you, you, you have to prioritize 
when you have startups. That's the most important thing. You don't have time to get everything done just the way you want. You got to say what's important and focus on that, and let some of the details figure themselves out, you know, later on. So that's I think the the critical learning I've had from these startups. What would you judge to be a year one success for the XFL? So. I like to use, I'm a lawyer, and I like to use the phrase that uh, the retired Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart once said. He was asked during an obscenity case if he could define obscenity. It's a First Amendment case, and he said, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. Football fans in this country know it when they see good football. So, you know, if uh, week one, week two, week three, we're playing games where June Jones and Hal Mummy are lighting up the scoreboard and it's fun and guys are catching passes and it's crisp and we're not shanking punts and we're, you know, we're playing good quality football with a minimal number of errors, I think that's success because that's what people want to see. Right? The opportunity we have is to play good football. we got great exposure. It's easy to find our games on Fox, ABC, ESPN. Saturday afternoon like college, Sunday afternoon like the NFL. So it's all about really playing good football. And I've got the utmost confidence in guys like Bob Stoops and Jim Zorn and Mark Tressman. These are real football guys. And, yeah, they'll make a mistake or two, and our players I'm sure will make a mistake. But that's also part of the game. But I'm really confident we can play that good football. And that's really, I think, the key to our success. And that's making, of course, you know, Fox and ESPN and ABC happy with, uh, with their ratings based on the good football we can play. How did you pull off Bob Stoops? Because every single college job that opens, they want to put Bob Stoops at the top of the list. When Tennessee had an opening, the pipe dream was, well, maybe Bob Stoops will come out of retirement. Every big job that comes open, his name comes up. You guys landed him. How did you do it? So I, yeah, I knew Bob relatively well from my time in the Big 12 as, as the AD at West Virginia. I had, I'd love the Stoops family. They're from Youngstown. I'm from Cleveland. We're the same age. He has, uh, you know, his dad, longtime coach. He had three brothers. They were all coaches. He comes from a football family. We speak more or less the same language. He first turned me down. He first turned me down when I talked to him. He was enjoying retirement, didn't want to get back in. And then my old coach at West Virginia, Dana Holgerson, had a drink with Bob over Christmas. This would have been back, uh, you know, over a year ago. And Dana called me up and said, hey, I just had a drink with Stoops, and I think he kind of misses the game a little bit. Boom, I was on the phone like 10 minutes later saying, hey, Bob, you know. And uh, he wanted to think about it over the holidays with his wife. And uh, mid-January or so, uh, again, about a year ago, he called back and said, I want in. And we did the deal with his agent. Who was a, his agent was a friend of mine, so that made that that deal very easy. So one of the reasons is, to be fair, you know, Bob's got a couple of kids, one of whom is playing ball at Oklahoma, and at this, at this point in his life, he wanted to go watch his son play football, and I can appreciate that <laughs> as someone who's watched his son play football. So I said, Bob, you know, that's awesome. Coach in the spring, watch your son in the fall. Perfect life. So you know, he's uh, he's on board, and he's brought together a great staff. I mean, just an ab. Uh, Jim Jeffcoat, Hal Mummy. He's got some great coaches that are working for him in, in Dallas. And, and uh, they're going to be a pretty strong team, as you'd suspect. His wife makes a ton of money with Mary Kay. Is that right? I know that she's, like, high up the chain in some company also. Yeah, I, I don't know. Carol, I've met Carol. She's yeah. a marvelous lady. I'm not really aware of, of, of that. But I do know that Bob's written a book. If you all want to read a pretty good sports book, No Excuses, which is Bob's story of the last, really, sort of 20 years of, of coaching. Very, very good book. I bought 50 copies and gave them to all my friends. Well, that's quite a recommendation. Maybe we'll hear Andrew reading well, that. Well, it might on be on Andrew's podcast. book club. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it's got to be on the book club, club podcast. <laughs>
<laughs> Are you going to be a guest on the Book Club Podcast? Have you been one yet? Uh, I've not been a, a guest yet, but I do recommend books. My wife and I both recommend books to him. And he's still keeping the podcast going despite, in fact, maybe because of his retirement. He's got more time now to read. How much do you like the startup process with this? We oh, talked I about your history with it. It, it kind of takes a special personality to enjoy that part of it, right? I, I love it because I think there are you know a number of things that happen. And, and one of the things is you have to make quick decisions, right? You've got to be decisive and you've got to be fairly aggressive because, again, you don't have time to make all the decisions about all the minutiae that exists in any kind of a sports league. So it's fun. It's exciting. You get to put your fingerprints on it. Uh, you know, and, and that's that's what I'm really looking forward to. And you get to go out and hire a bunch of people, right? You know, bringing good people in like Stoops or, you know, June or Jim Zorn or Winston Moss, Pep Hamilton. These are Jonathan Hayes. They're great guys. So to bring them in, get their assistant coaches on board, sign all these players. We're a league of opportunity. Uh, that's probably the funnest part of the, of the job. February 8th is game one for the XFL. Tell us the tell us the game. How everything's going to kick off? A big celebration to get this thing going. So our, our inaugural game is in Washington D.C. We're at Audi Field, which is the okay. brand new MLS building there, right in the district. You can literally see the Capitol, you know, a, a mile away or so. Uh, the D.C. Defenders are hosting the Seattle Dragons. Jim Zorn is making his return to Washington D.C. Okay. He might get booed because you know he got fired <laughs> after a year by the Redskins. Of course, that might be a badge of honor nowadays to be fired by the Redskins. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, we, we're expecting uh, some good crowds. I'll tell you, there's a couple of markets that have done remarkably well. St. Louis, not far from all the good people of Nashville. You know, they've they've got a chip on their shoulder about pro football, so uh, their home game is not until week three, their first home game. But I imagine they're looking at a crowd of 25,000, 30,000. So uh, we've been pleased across the board with our ticket sales. Right. We also know it's going to take a while, you know, in some markets to kind of build that brand identity. Well, we're hopeful that things get going with the XFL for spring football. You know, and I like the conciseness of the season, February, March, April. That's right. Right? That's perfect. That's perfect timing. And the big discussion that we've had with how you compete with the fall is – and you start the week here's, after here's the Super Bowl. How, here's how you compete yeah. with the fall. You don't. Right. <laughs> but that's the point. No, you really don't. I mean, you, you have the spring right. to yourself in a sense, and you, you put on good football, and there's great players nowadays that aren't on an NFL roster for a variety of reasons. Got great coaches put together. That's how you really compete. You, you put on the best possible performance you can, and I think we can do that because the guys in our league have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. right? They're, they're, um, I, I can't tell you the exact number, but I guess there's probably – 15 former Titans in some former fashion that are playing in, in this league. So that's, uh, that's, that's a good indication for us that we can play this good, crisp, up-tempo football. Oliver Luck has been our guest, of course, the, the CEO and commissioner of the XFL. Always great with us whenever he joins us uh, Super Bowl week. Great to have you on again, and, and best of, of luck and success with everything that's to come for year one of the XFL. Well, Appreciate thank you, you very much. I, uh, I miss my annual trip to Nashville to watch the Colts-Titans game, right, because, you know, not but doing that anymore. You miss the jokes that you're able to make about the, the win-loss record. <laughs> no, that I, don't, had the I stay away from those, but I do miss going down to Broadway and having a drink before the game. It's, a, it's, it's I think, one of the great atmospheres in an NFL market. So uh, I, 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 I'll have to do that regardless. We, we mean this. The next time you're in town, we would love to have you on in studio to, to talk XFL and anything else you may be doing in the city. Thanks very much.